there, everyone. It's Vicky Guerrero, the host of the Excuse Me podcast, my show. <laughs> it sounds so funny. Anyway, thank you all for joining us for another exciting week of this wonderful guest that I have, and I'm excited to share with all of you. She has so many amazing accolades, and we talk about everything in her interview. She's a former colleague of mine at WWE, a sweetheart, a wife, a mom, just a complete package. So everyone, grab a drink, grab a uh, popcorn, grab a snack, whatever it is, get comfortable, and let's enjoy. Excuse me! Hey everyone, it's Vicky Guerrero, your host of the Excuse Me Podcast, and this week, guys, you're in for a treat because this woman is a former colleague of mine at WWE, and she is a badass stunt woman, mom, wife, uh, ring announcer, actress, uh, oh my gosh, I, referee, I don't even know where to begin, but I'm exhausted by all her accolades. Everyone, please welcome Miss Taryn Terrell. Hey, Taryn. Uh, hi, Vicky. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on. I am so excited when you said yes to be on my show. I haven't talked to well, I, I see on social media, but um, it's so great to catch up with you and, and to be on my show. I am so honored. Oh, my gosh. It's been so long. I know we got to catch up a little bit at a signing like a couple of years ago, and but then that's been it. It's so hard. And then when you see people on social media, you feel like you're connected, you know, like, oh, yeah. I know what's going on with them a little bit. But yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. good to actually you, talk. You are so busy. And I'm very impressed because post WWE, it seemed like your life just took off in all these amazing directions. And I am, I'm a girl fan of yours now because of all your stuff. Let me just read Aww. them for everyone. You're a ring announcer, actress, stunt woman, referee, model, professional wrestler, mom, wife, and you're represented by Spartan, and you're a fan of OCR, which is obstacle course racing. Huge what? fan. <laughs> it's so much fun. It's so oh. much fun. It's like... <laughs> tackle races go on obstacles hang from things climb things fall in mud it's I mean it's really like I, I think like a wrestler's dream right like you've always I've got to have always something physical like some sort of physical outlet so um that's that's mine <laughs> you know I would have never have thought of that with you because I mean you represent one of the most beautiful women in WWE and Aww. uh you know the way you wrestled and of course you were the eye candy of all the the men that were fans and and so it's just uh to see that you were really this daredevil that was inside you that no one saw until you know uh you know after uh you started getting into OCR um that's incredible did you have those did you have those uh ideas that that's what you want to do when you were in WWE yeah so when I first did the diva search I remember like I reached out to them and I was like hey so I got fourth place and then I was like I really I, I want to wrestle um, I want to learn. I want to do all of that stuff. And so they're like, oh, yeah, 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 whatever. Like, you know, I mean, back then it wasn't, it was so different with the women. Yeah. And then, um, you know, so that I was training at FCW and I would stay. I mean, I would get there at the start time. And then when they would release everybody, I would stay two hours past and just keep training, keep going. Whoever would stay in the ring with me. And Natty would stay in the ring, of course, forever and just work <laughs> with me. And um, so when they brought me, they brought me up like 
really quickly and uh it was never a wrestling role and I was like I just want to wrestle I don't like why do I have to try and everybody at the time was like every wrestler would say save your body you know enjoy this you're getting a payday and you're not having to do anything not take bumps and but you know when you're like impatiently waiting like for that opportunity like I want to wrestle but um you know once I ended up going over to TNA and I had my opportunities to really wrestle and do some fun matches there. So it was, it was good. I finally was able to like get that, but yeah, then outside of the ring, OCR also gives me that, that thrill and stunts too. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We're going to talk about that, you know, and that's something that's, that you mentioned that I wanted to talk about because when you were in the WWE, you know, the women were used very differently. You know, they were in like bikini matches and, you know, the food fights and things that would kind of, you know, y'all were like the TNA of the show. And now the women are having a voice and an opportunity to have more TV time and have these, you know, well thought out matches and have this quality time to show their talents as a wrestler. Uh, do you, do you miss that? Cause I know in TNA, you had some great matches that we're going to talk about, but, um, how did you feel what you know now of how you were using WWE and what the women were used for and what's your opinion of that? So, okay. I wish I, it's kind of fun, like because of where I, I got to see everything transition. So I wasn't just in one era of it, you know, that was very strict and, and conforming. I was in WWE and it was that, and then I was able to watch over the years over whatever it's been, I guess 13 years, maybe since I got in the business of what a change, you know, happened. So I like that. I have the perspective of that. So I can truly appreciate what, where the women are, what the fight was. Um, I'll never forget. I was doing a, a superplex with Michelle McCool and we got in so much trouble, so much trouble for doing that. And it's just like, and then you look at like the, the Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa match that just, yeah. it's like, what? Like, <laughs> it's so crazy. It's just such a different time and obviously a different company, but the girls in uh, WWE like, going through tables. I mean, that just didn't happen. Yeah. So it's, it's cool. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that I have the perspective and the appreciation for where everything was and where it is now. Yeah, you know, one of my favorite matches of you uh, in TNA was you, know, you against Gail Kim for The Last Woman Standing, which I was, in fact, when you did that match, I was like, this is what the women should be doing, <laughs> you know, like, this is what it's all about, you know, so that was one of my favorite matches of you Aww. and Gail Kim. And, uh, it, and we had to fight for that. We had to fight so hard to get that. Really? Yes. Like they, they didn't, it was still, it was still just not like, okay, well, we don't need to do all of that. Da, da, da. And I mean, like our ladder match, we had to fight for spots and, you know, and Gail is just obviously incredible and she's such a pioneer for women. And she would yeah. just be like, she would not stop. She's like a chihuahua at your ankles. Like stop. <laughs> like until they're like, okay, fine, do it, do it. <laughs> Now, let's let's uh, forward a little bit in your life. You are married now with the Damn. most two adorable kids, uh, and, and which is Emerson and Rhett. Emerson's your daughter, and Rhett's your son. And you are married to a motorcyclist and a stuntman by Joseph Aaron. Was that was that pre stunt world, or was did he introduce you to that, or was that something y'all met on the set and like you know things just started happening? Like there has to be some <laughs> kind of story with. <laughs> there is so um joe dryden is his name and he uh i met him on set we were working on a movie called abattoir 
um, and it was like a horror movie and they were doing this shot and it was a one -er, and the camera moves through four different rooms in one shot. So he's in one room next to me and he's lighting a guy, he's doing fire safety. So he's lighting a guy on fire and then putting him out. And then as the camera moves into my room, um, I was getting drowned in a bathtub. So oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. And I was naked. So every time Joe would walk, he, the closet was in my room. So he would go to get his fire supplies and fire extinguisher and everything was in my room. So every time he would walk by, I was just like staring at him and he was not looking at me because I didn't have clothes on. So he's like, like very like trying to not look in my direction. So, um, we had chatted a couple of times throughout the night. I remember I was, he was working on trust. Um, they were actually hanging somebody, um, like actually hanging someone. It was a horror movie. It was about like all these different ways to die. It was very odd. Um, but he's wow. like working on this trust and I just was staring at him and I just got lost. And I was like, oh my God, this is so weird. Like, what am I doing? So um, at the end of the night or morning, he rapped first and he had gotten my number. He was, he was working on NCIS New Orleans and he said, Hey, I think there may be a spot for you um, on the show. Let me get your information. So he got it. And then, um, oh, he didn't get it. So he left. And then all of a sudden he, I see him like running back. He pulls his truck in the middle of a busy road. And he stops and he gets out and he's like, I need to get your number. And I was like, okay. So I gave him my number and then we started texting right then. And then it was, I mean, within 30 days, we were like, this is it. <laughs> we're forever. Oh my gosh. That, that's sweet. Um, so let me ask you, uh, as far as your, your uh, stunt work, um, this is fascinating to me. Were you an actress during WWE? Because I've only so much about you now that I, <laughs> and we probably, we probably didn't talk a lot because we had different, you know, on the show, you never see someone because you're doing different things. But was this all in you be when we were, when we were working together at WWE? I don't think so. I, um, <laughs> I think I was, you know, like I was young. I was 20 three, I think. So I was really just starting to discover who I was, um, and what I wanted to do with life. And, you know, we're just like a baby really. And I knew that I wanted to perform, you know, I knew that I loved, I loved the physicality of wrestling and I wanted to perform. Um, but it wasn't until after I got, uh, out of WWE that I was like, we had, um, we had a stunt coordinator there and his name was, Ellis. uh, Ellis. Ellis. Yes. Ellis. Edwards. Yeah. So I would talk to Ellis while we were like in, uh, in, um, production room and I would be like, Hey, so, you know, tell me about stunts. Tell me about this world. So I would pick his brain and he would say like, listen, Vince would kill me if I gave you any information on this. So I cannot <laughs> really give you, I can tell you what it's about, but that's as far as it can go. And I was like, okay. So as soon as I was no longer with WWE, I call Ellis and I'm like, okay, I need the information now. Cause now I have the opportunity. I'm going to go for full force with this. So you have to get, um, a SAG card to be in the union and to be able to get work. So it took me, I don't know, a year and a half of auditioning. And like, I ended up, I started, I found an agent and I started auditioning as an actress because you can get your SAG card either by doing stunts or acting. So I actually got it acting. Um, and I don't, I, it was just sort of crazy. And I got it through acting. And then I got like seven episodes on an HBO show, and, oh um, yeah, so it was crazy. And all of that just 
And then I like really wanted to do stunts. So I just started hustling and meeting people and just finding my way into that industry. That's incredible. So let me ask you, as far as your stunt work, um, are you afraid of certain things that they ask you? Or are you pretty creative that you can kind of say, you know, what you want? I know that certain stunts require certain things in, in a movie, whatever's going on. But have you done a stunt to where you're like, oh, I'm afraid of heights, I'm afraid of going underwater, or I'm afraid of fire? Was there any at that <laughs> moment that you kind of question, like, what am I doing here? Like, why am I doing there, this? <laughs> yeah, there was one time. I, You know, there's always, like, I mean, if you're hanging by a line, that line can hold so much weight, but it's still just the thought goes through your head. Like if this line breaks, I'm dead. Like that's, you know, it, and, and crazy things have happened. Like we, we know this, like crazy things can happen, but um, there is definitely one time where I can honestly say I was, it was in the beginning of my career too. So I didn't have a voice yet to say this isn't safe. Um, but I was sitting on a window, we were four stories up and it was the end of the night and they wanted one more shot and they needed me hanging outside of the window and sitting just barely like I'm about to jump out. I had already jumped out of the window earlier into a box catcher, but now box catcher is gone. Uh, a crane is gone. There's nothing underneath me, but pavement. And, um, I said, I, they're putting silicone glass pieces, which are super slippery and then squirting blood. So. And I was skin, I was bare skin. So I was bare skin sitting on this, barely hanging on into a window. And uh, it was, it, that was gnarly because it was just like- it, Gnarly. Yeah. Gnarly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh God, this one's, this one's pretty dangerous. Um, so that, you know, but now having been in the industry for as long as I have, I would obviously say, we need something down here. Like, this is not safe. We have to have something down here. So, but you, it just takes a long time. Like even in wrestling, it takes a while before you feel confident enough to use your voice and say, this is what we need to do. You know, also I saw a similarity in a lot of movies that you've been featured in, like the campaign and get hard. Will Ferrell is in quite a few projects that you've been starred in. Are, are y'all good friends now? Or are y'all like, hey, Will, what's going on? Hey, Jared. <laughs> you know what I love about him? We, we work together on three different movies. And he is, um, he always remembers my kids. You know, like, so he's incredible. He's always like, oh, how are your kids doing? And da, 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 da. And he's like, you have two, a boy and a girl. So he always like, he just remembers those things, which is so nice. Is he's, you know, obviously so busy. He's producing. He's Will Ferrell. Acting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But let me tell you the craziest thing. So when I was doing Get Hard, I was wearing, um, I had given birth five weeks before. So I, oh my God. it was insane. So I'm wearing a leather vest and the, um, the scene is, well, let me tell you this part. So I'm wearing this leather vest. All of a sudden I start to feel like, you know, when you're breast, like breast milk, right. It's just like pouring down. And I'm like, oh my God, I got to pump. Cause you have such long hours on set. And I'm like, oh my God, I got to pump. So the makeup artist comes over and she was incredible. We're great friends now. She's like, let me help you. Will shuts down everything. He's like, okay, wait, hold on. We, we need the 15 minutes. He was like, Taryn, how long do you need? I tell him, he's like, okay, everybody's down. So he goes, Taryn, go do your thing. I go to the back. The makeup artist comes with a breast pump, pumps me, takes my milk back to the makeup trailer, puts it in a refrigerator. She's like a saint. Um, oh and then we're God. able to, to go on with it. But the stunt was that I have to land topless on the windshield. So Kevin is driving and Will is in the passenger seat, uh, Kevin Hart. And so I come topless, smash on the windshield. They slam on the brakes and I go flying off. 
I need to well, watch this movie again. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. So I, I do this. Well, I, first of all, I tell them, I'm like, you guys, there is a chance that when I smash that there is going to be milk on the windshield. <laughs> and I'm like, just like do the wipers. It'll, it'll be fine. And, um, the worst part about it, it all went great and they were awesome. And then I had to go home and nurse Emerson. Well, because it was dirty windshield, I was cut up everywhere. So like nursing hurt so bad. I'm literally sitting there with a a five week old baby, like screaming as she's nursing because it's so painful. Oh my (laughs) gosh. That's funny. Um, so uh, do you have any upcoming projects? I mean, I know you said you're on, you're on set right now looking for location sites. Do you have anything that you can talk about or do you have other projects that are in the works right now? Yeah. So right now I got my first job as a stunt coordinator. So this is like such a dream because I get to actually be in the creative and the production side of it, um, which is so cool. And then I get to hire people. Right. So then I get to help put, you know, food on people's tables. And like, that's been just like the coolest opportunity, I think. So, um, I'm working on, it's a Netflix movie called Tall Girl 2. Uh, Tall Girl was already out on Netflix. And then, so this is the second one. Um, So that's the one I'm doing right now. And then I'm trying to think. I've worked on Queen of the South um, this past year. I love that series. I hear it's amazing. I've never watched it. It's Um, so badass. The the star of the show is just, I'm from El Paso, so. The border oh, okay. and drugs and all that, that it's all in my blood. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. It's so, it's so cool. We were filming a scene the other day and it was, they had it all, everything was like in um, Spanish and I'm like, I have no idea what anything says around me. Um, but it's, that one's been really good. Good. That one just uh, ended. I think I worked on two or three episodes this past season NCIS New Orleans, which is finally, they've, um, they just had their last season wrap. Um this year was pretty slow. I'm try- I would have to look on IMDb. I get so That's lost awesome. on like what I'm up to. <laughs> That's amazing. You know, and you know, I-, I have an acting agent too, but you know, she's in New Mexico, but things have slowed down so much during COVID and working with all elite. It's, it's really hard now to like kind of pick and choose what I want to do because there's nothing, you know? Yeah. And, then when- and then when something comes up, it's like, oh no, I'm taping that day. Like I can't do it. Like it's so frustrating because the times are very different now. Do you see, um, and we're, we're going to, this is the segue that we're going to go into with your NWA, but how, how is that stunt work and, and working on set with your family life? Because I mean, that's got to be incredibly difficult at times. It is, but you know, I've found, thank God, I found an agency. So it's a, a nanny agency. And so they've got a group of trusted nannies. So we have a couple that we call on, um, you know, that we love. But if there's ever a time where I'm like, I have to be out of the house at 3 a.m., I can call the lady who owns the agency and be like, I need somebody at 3 a.m. until whatever. And she can send somebody in. So thank goodness we have that. Um, and then my husband is home a lot too. You know, he's, sometimes like he's gone for two weeks right now in Atlanta, but then he'll be back for a few days. So it just all seems to work. Um, you know, it's, we've got it figured out. We've always, always been our life has been this like crazy schedule. So I don't think we really know anything, but that we just go with it. (laughs) We go with the flow. We figure it out. My sister lives very close to me too. So I can always depend on her. She's an emergency room nurse. So she works odd hours, but (laughs) I can always be like, I need your help. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone, let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. 
gentlemen, are you performing your best during sex? Or do you walk away feeling frustrated and disappointed? Well, the Cougar has a solution just for you. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form. Blue Chew's tablets combat erectile dysfunction and help men gain confidence when it's time to go. No doctor visits, it's an online prescription service, and Blue Chew provides a consult with one of their licensed medical providers. It's made in the USA, prepared and shipped direct. Use promo code excuse me and receive your first month subscription for free. Enjoy. Okay, Taryn, so we're back with Taryn Terrell and we're talking about her amazing life as a stunt woman. And you just said that you got a gig of being a stunt coordinator. So now you get to tell people what to do, where to go, how to do this, go do that. And you get to sit in a chair and your body is safe pretty much. Is that what sums up your job description now? Yes, pretty much. <laughs> it's amazing. Like, wait, why didn't I start doing this sooner? I'm, I'm like, I'm, my body hurts all the time. Like, why? So it's been great. <laughs> That's awesome. So going into now, we just saw that you were working with uh, NWA, which is the wrestling promotion. How is that going to work now with your uh, being a wife, a mom, a stunt woman, actress? How does that, how do you find time for that to be on NWA? Explain that, please, because I want to know well, your secret. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the good news is, is that our uh the tapings there you know it's three days i think the next one's not until june so it's not so bad as far as tapings but you know like i was telling you earlier we've got just a crazy schedule and we're used to it and my kids are used to it i we don't know anything but crazy so you know we are always moving and just flowing and so we just find time and it's just it's so much fun i mean my kids they've gone to set with us before you know and we're oh like ah we've got to go we've got to be there and like my daughter has had um scott bacula like he'll he's like taking care of my daughter and we're like you don't realize how cool this is like one day you're gonna realize like this is a really cool moment yeah <laughs> I'll be your daughter for a day. I'd be okay with that. (laughs) (laughs) It's perfect. So it just fits right in with all the craziness. So are you going to go, I know you commentated for NWA. Are you going to go back into wrestling again or what's your plan with NWA? I'm not sure. I, you know what? I miss so much wrestling. Like it is, you you know how it is when you're not in it, it hurts your heart that you're not a part of it. Um, so I got this feeling and I don't know, you tell me if you get this feeling too, like right before you're about to go through the curtain and you're like, do I remember? I don't think I remember everything. I- am I okay? Am I going to do this? And it's like this like panic. And then you're like, I don't think I know anything. And then you go out and you do it. And it's like this release of like all of that adrenaline. And it's the best feeling. It's the worst and the best feeling at the yeah. same time. So yeah. I missed that. I missed that challenge and that um, just that rush so much. So I got that. I was talking, I was just, uh, um, you know, just talking, just promos. So, um, I got that feeling. I, I don't know that I can go the way that these girls go now. I gotta be honest, like they're intense. And it's I'm, a different world. Out it there is, it is. So I don't, I just, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. So are you signed with NWA? Are you just kind of going, um, 
just like month to month and see how long it lasts or what, what's the plan with that? Yeah, that's definitely it. I mean, they don't do, as far as I know, at least in my situation, there's no contract or anything. So they film like we're in three days, we did a pay-per-view in eight episodes, which is like one season. Wow. Yeah. So it's um, everything kind of wraps up in that season. So I, you know, it's all just sort of time to time, which it's, you know, cause I am also in the stunt industry. So it's hard to say, you know, will I have a movie then or will I not, you know? So yeah. for now it's working and we'll see, you know, like maybe I would be open to contracts, but we're, I don't know. I just, I like to go where life sort of takes me and yeah. enjoy and be on your the own schedule. Yeah. Be on yeah. your own schedule pretty, pretty much. I always have yeah. a saying that you can take the woman out of the ring, but you can't take the ring out of the woman. Which Gosh, it's so true. It's so because when I left WWE, I'm like, I'm done. I'm tired. I want my bed. I want to throw in my suitcases. I want to just like have a normal life and a job. And I went into the medical industry and I was working, you know, seven to five. And I thought, oh, this is really nice. I can have dinner at night, you know, at my, in my own place and not, you know, travel on long stretches of road. But then I think it was like a year and a half later, I'm like, Ooh, that looked like a lot of fun on TV. Like that looked like so much fun, <laughs> you know. And then you start, you know, and I got into the comic cons, and then there's signings, and and then you start getting into the indie shows, and you're like, man, I did miss this world. I mean, you don't realize how much it, I can relate to you so much. And when I was at All Elite, I had to do a promo the first night, and I was just like, oh my god, like. Oh my God, <laughs> what, what am I doing here? Yeah, the same thing. What am I doing? <laughs> like, am I going to oh embarrass my, my, am I going to embarrass my whole legacy that I work for? And then now I'm just going to like throw it to shit, like all in five minutes. <laughs> oh, because that's the thing, especially you're, you're, you are the queen of promos and you're so good at them. And you know, it's, I can only hope to ever be as good as you. And I've, I've and you worked, are, you oh, are. I don't know about that. I've worked really hard and, and from where I was like as a baby face, I, I hated everything. I always hated being baby face. It's the worst for me. God, but being it's a old, horrible side to wrestling. <laughs> it is. It's the dark side. That's the dark side. <laughs> so I was it was funny when I went back to NWA. Um I I did match commentary and I was just like, I'm not there yet. Like I, you know, like I wasn't feeling who like that wrestler part of me I wasn't there yet and then like day two I was like oh there she is she showed up today his <laughs> no, commentary is is kind of rough I did commentary for all elite and the, just as a, a a switch of the night they said this is some commentary it's very hard and difficult because if you're not in that role of of calling oh matches you know, to know what the the holds are called and, and what they're doing. It's like, oh, yeah, that's a good spin right there. And I'm like, that wasn't, that's not what it's called at all. <laughs> <laughs> but see, when you're healed, you can just like, whatever, that's what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> uh, I, I wanted to talk real quick about uh, quarantine with your kids, which is such so cute because I stalk all my friends' Instagrams. And I love your Instagram because it's so inspiring. Aww. and so much energy is going through your page and, and the love for your kids and husband. And you're talking about homeschooling, which um, I thought was such a great point of topic to, to, to talk about because, you know, when I, my girls were young, you know, they went to school. Like I, I wasn't even part of that because I don't think I could have the patience to teach my kids much less math or English, God. you know, to sit there. Um, 
how how please tell us how that was for you because it looked really frustrating on your Instagram page and I just want to bring that out because I'm sure a lot of moms and dads can be late about how to teach your kids at home and and the teachers I'm mean, aware of what's of the frustration going on on your part at home <laughs> it is insane so my daughter is so funny she likes to learn at school and she's straight A's and she's really she's smart but she doesn't want to learn from me so me trying to teach her anything at all, she's just like, oh, I can't, mom, I, that's not how you do it. Da, 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 da. And she's like, she's not into it, hates it. So it was this like constant struggle where I would be like, I'd be like, okay, I'm tapping out. I'm good. And I'd walk out the room and then my husband would come in and like, he's very, he's got this very calm like personality and he's just like, and so he'll be like, oh, and he just talks her through it. And I'm like, how did you just do that? Like, what is happening? But her and I have the same personality. We're like this like fiery kind of energy. And um, so we, we just sort of, she's like, I don't want to learn it from you. Um, so that was fun. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We, we just got through it and we had to go through it again. Cause she was, she's back in school this year, but we've gone down for quarantine a few times and, you know, I've had to teach her and the teachers do come on, on zoom and, and that sort of thing. But here's the other thing is math. They do it totally different now. So it's like, common core we didn't do math that way so I have no idea what I'm looking at. she's in first grade and I don't know how to do it I've literally posted things on Instagram like can anyone explain this to me I don't understand it because they're in algebra now in first grade I, our our first grade you know math was like one plus one and five plus five and yes that math that the elementary kids have now it's like oh hell no like no I don't understand what you're doing right now <laughs> I don't I don't get it she's got like 120 times whatever and I'm like what <laughs> you don't need to know this you're seven you'll be fine it's it's not great but and that we're we butt heads a little bit but then we'll just be like okay let's go do our nails like take a break <laughs> oh see that's the fun that's that's recess <laughs> that's recess yeah and that's honestly how we got through everything is we would just I, you know, I, I know that she's just like me, so we can't just sit there and just get it all done. We have to take lots of breaks and, um, and that's, and we did a lot of like learning activities and on earth day, we plant things. And so, you know, I just took that opportunity and honestly, I can say, um, for us, it was the best time. I mean, we're so busy all the time, both my husband and I. So for that lockdown period was the most incredible time because it was just the four of us in the house. And we just hung out and was chill. So it was just, I, it's, you know, a silver lining to it all. Obviously it's, there's a lot of darkness around it, but that was a silver lining for us. Yeah. I think it taught me how to slow down and it, it made me realize that I don't need to be doing 20 things in one day because, yeah. you know, I, I could slow down and still be productive and get things done, but at a much slower pace. And, um, don't ask me now if I'm doing that correctly, but it, it did during that time that, you know, I was I about to say, <laughs> yeah, it, I didn't podcast I didn't AEW. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Tara, we're going to do some rapid fire questions and just so my fans can get to know you a little bit uh, closer. What awesome. is for dinner tonight? Oh, uh, probably order from Outback. <laughs> nice. I'll be right <laughs> over. <laughs> Would you rather text or talk? Uh, ooh, FaceTime. Nice. What is the strangest thing you've ever found in a hotel room? Oh. 
Uh, I got her, folks. I stumped her. I, I just thought of what I went to a hotel in, um, it was like Myrtle Beach, and the entire bathtub was full of mud. Oh, I'll never forget. Sure, it was one. mud. <laughs> this is true. Oh, maybe they ran an OCR and then they were, they had showered off, and then the maid just never came and cleaned it. It was literally full of mud. I was like, what? Never seen anything like that. Um, what is your favorite candy? Ooh, Skittles. Purple kind. What superpower would do you wish for? Uh, I would love to fly. Really? Yes. <laughs> but I want to go skydiving. No. See, no. I skydive here in Houston. <gasps> That's so cool. So, I've seen videos. Oh, if you it ever come to Houston, me. I will take you to my to my people <sighs> and we will have a jump together. Oh my god. Is it scary? It's gotta be scary. It's it's the most beautiful thing up there. Just like the quietness and looking on Earth is just like the most. It's like paradise. It's, it's I like don't know. The, one of my most <sighs> favorite things to do in my day. Did you see the video of that lady and she was like eighty years old and she went skydiving and she almost fell out of her like harness? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> After seeing that, I'm, I'm I think I'm good. <laughs> no, I, I it was it's just it's pretty cool. So me and my husband do it. it it's in Rocheran, so you'd have, if you ever come to Houston, you have to let me know. And okay. we're, we, we're moving and we're living like 20 minutes away from our jump site. It's no so cool. way. Oh, yeah. I will let you know because I like to come out there and do obstacle course races. So I will definitely let you know. And maybe I'll let you, I, if, I don't know, you may give me a couple of drinks and maybe I can, <laughs> you can talk me into it. <laughs> All right, cool. Deal. What is a hobby that you enjoy when nothing else is going on in your day? Ooh, uh, you know what? I have really gotten into health. Um, so I've been trying to just learn about, sounds so crazy, but I don't know how my body works. So I had this hip injury and I realized I don't know my muscle attachments. I don't know how to describe what muscles are hurting and what. So I like kind of dove into like learning about health and then nutrition. And now I just bought a book on Alzheimer's. So I'm sort of just trying to um, avoid cognitive decline of any sort. So I just, right. <laughs> I just got a new book. It's called The 30 Days to Alzheimer's. So, I don't know. Something. I'll send it to you. But um, oh, it's wow. really cool. It's really good. And it talks about, I started reading it last night, and it talks about how our brains are overstimulated all the time just because we have so many things going on um, and that it's ki constantly kind of in like that fight or flight, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's not good. So it's always like in having to recover from such overstimulation. You know, this is funny you say that because my stepdad died from Alzheimer's and the nurses were always having to do like these puzzles on the phone, like, you know, like the Tetris would, you know, puzzle like to help the, the mind keep sparking, you know, the nerves. Yeah. So I have like 20 games on my phone because I'm like, oh my God, I have to like do games now and puzzles to like keep my brain <laughs> sparking because yes. I mean, you just, you know, I mean, even when I go in a room and I forget why I'm going. It's the worst. Like, oh my God, what's happening to me? I'm like, this is not yeah, it's, it's hard. It's, it's a scary feeling. <laughs> I, I had one moment a couple of years ago and I had a, um, I had a big concussion and after that it was from a stunt. I got, um, I it was a car hit. So I got hit by a car and my head was busted open and I had seven, seven staples, I think put in my head and it, it was really bad. And I got to a point where I couldn't read and I couldn't write. And I remember a year and a half or two years later, I was driving and I didn't know where I was. And it only lasted a split second, but it was a very odd feeling. And ever since then, I've been really like, okay, yeah. 
I need to just make sure and do everything I can because that's the problem with concussions is that they don't show themselves for many, many years, you know? Um, so I've always been like, and Alzheimer's also runs in my family too. So I'm like, Oh my God, like I've got to be on top of this. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Very true. All right, Terrence. So tell, tell my listeners and fans where they can find you on social media and, uh, and, uh, throw off some other movies so the fans can like look them up and rent them and, and give y'all some love in the revenue. Oh, I love it. So, okay. I do Instagram mostly. Uh, I am, it's at, I am Taryn Terrell. Uh, I am on Twitter, but I never use it. Um, so Instagram is, is where it's at. Uh, <laughs> I, let's see, movie wise. Gosh, my, I will just say my favorite one I've ever been able to do was daddy's home, which is where I get hit with a basketball. Um, that was like oh my, my absolute God. favorite. <laughs> it was awesome. so fun. We had six minutes to film it. Will Ferrell throws the basketball and we got it twice in front of an audience who had no idea what we were doing. Um, so that one is probably my absolute most favorite stunt. Uh, so you could watch that. And then the one where I busted my head open was called kidnapped. And then you can always go on IMDB, Google or search my name on IMDB. And that'll tell you what's in pre-production, what's already out. And that's what, I mean, literally I can't keep up with myself. So I'm like, what is coming out? I have to go on IMDB to see. (laughs) Now, also you have a link tree, which is uh, pretty cool because you can sell your eight by tens, you're on Cameo and you're represented by Spartan, correct? Where yes. you, you sell their products. And is that OCR linked to Spartan? It does. It does link. Um, it just, so if anybody want to, if any, especially for people that are in OCR, there's nutrition and there's, um, there's clothes that they sell, obviously. Um, but I mostly, my, my whole thing is, is I'm not ever going to try and sell people products. Like that's not, a lot of people do that on Instagram. That's not my jam. Um, I just, I love to share things that I truly love and I love racing. Um, I really, I really do. And I, I hope that everybody ever just gets a chance. If you get a chance to do an OCR, do it. It looks so terrifying and intimidating, but you can do it. And it's the best feeling ever. It gives me like those rush, you know, when you run through, like, um, you get to jump over fire and then they put a medal around your neck. It feels amazing. So don't be scared. Just go out and do it. Any type of obstacle course race, even, you know, look in your area. Um, Spartan's my favorite, but yeah. So, so let, me, let me ask you, when you do the OCR, is it about the challenge or is it about beating your speed? What is it that drives you to finishing that race? So there's, I mean, there could be something from like 20 to 35 obstacles. So some races are speed, um, but all the courses are different. So some are flatter and you can run more. Some are mountainy, so you have to climb more. So you, I could do the same, even if I went, like I do Asheville all the time uh, every year. So, but they change the course. So it's not always the same. So I will, I race an age group. So I like to see where I fall, you know, within women and my age. And thank goodness I'm like closer to 40 because I'm like, my age group's a little bit easier <laughs> than the 20 year old girls. Um, so and, and then there's obstacles that like, I can't complete. And then the next race I go and I get further. And then the next race I go, I f- complete that obstacle. So it's just those feelings for me are the best because it's just watching my personal progress. And as I age, I find it interesting that I continue to progress, right? You think like, as I age, I would get worse, but as I age, I get better. That's amazing. Um, Taryn, I am so grateful for our friendship. And Aww, your me story, too. 
is amazing. I mean, I look at your Instagram. I'm like, what is she doing today? Let's find out. (laughs) (laughs) Most of the time my hair is in a messy bun. I have no makeup on and and I post that way because that's my life. And (laughs) we're real. I mean, we do have a personal side. Like, you know, before we we did the interview, we were going to go later on tonight. We did earlier. And I said, I don't have makeup. And my husband's like, just go like, it's you and I was like you know what? you're right like it's just me like it's my show I'll do I'll look how I want yeah <laughs> I actually it's funny because I I thought the same thing and I'm like I'm not gonna put because I put very minimal makeup on because I'm I mean I'm doing these location scouts with like the executive producer and the director and everyone and I'm I'm like you know I don't want to have like all this makeup on because I'm gonna yeah. look very odd and out of place and then I get in the car and I'm like okay I'm just gonna go as is and then I'm like oh maybe a little eyeliner <laughs> maybe a little mascara <laughs> just just in case Thank you so much, Taryn, for being on my show. Um, oh, thank am, you for having me. I'm so honored. I know you're busy, and I'm I'm just wishing you so much success and love. And I send so much love to you and your family. And I cannot wait to see you on the next feature movie. I'm gonna go watch Get Hard again because I want to see that. I want to see you in here because I, I never notice, you know, if it's my friends or not in movies. So I it's am always watch so this. quick. Uh, it's okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop it. Replay. Stop. Replay. Stop. Replay. <laughs> <laughs> you'll see it. <laughs> you'll know when when those boobs hit the windshield. You'll be like, oh, there she is. There's Taryn. <laughs> no, but have a safe day today. God bless you. And I just you too. You so much love. You too, Vicky. Right. Bye, sweetheart. Bye. Thank you, Taryn, so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to spend some time with me on my show. I wish you so much success and love with your family, your your movie career, and just being a badass stunt woman. Thank you so much. All right, guys, just want to remind everyone to please keep supporting me, liking, commenting, downloading, uh, listening to the podcast every week. It means the world. And also, please pay attention to the sponsors because we have ex- – great discount promos for you to take a part of. I have new sponsors of Anchor, Sensible Meals, and Blue Chew, and I want to thank all of them for giving me such just a great support system to keep my show going. So everyone have a great week. Be safe, take care, and excuse me! Adios.